Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series, and I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and today we have a special guest episode where I was interviewed on the Awesome Nobody podcast, and we discuss East and West Coast music, the versus battle between Snoop Dogg and DMX, two artists that I definitely love, and our joint experiences in college. So please have a listen and let me know what you think by leaving a comment on our Instagram page, which is at CYL series, or sending an email to info at CYLseries.com. Enjoy. Well, how do you think I feel about what's been going on? Let's talk about it for a minute. Well, how do you think I feel about what's gone wrong? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Awesome Nobody. Right now, I want to have a conversation with somebody who I've been rocking with for a long time. You know what I'm saying? My man, I want to introduce my man, 100 Grand. He hails from Vallejo, California, and he has navigated himself around the world, literally around the world with his passion for travel and his global, did I say global podcast? I want to introduce the creator of the Create Your Life series, my college friend, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, educator, and all-around good guy. Help me welcome to the show my bro, Kevin Brown. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, brother, man? It's such a pleasure to be here on the show with you, man. I've been, I've been waiting for a long time. Yeah, man. The, the Awesome Nobody podcast. Man. I know, I know. Because, you know, uh, first I want to thank you for being on the show. You know what I'm saying? It's only right, you know, uh, we had, you had us, meaning us, meaning me and Lil Miss uh, Entertainment, uh, guest on yours. And I definitely wanted to return the favor. I was just waiting for the right time. And I think now is the perfect time with the verse battles, and especially, especially the most recent Snoop Dogg versus DMX. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Which, yeah, and, and it's, and I call it the East and West Coast, you know what I'm saying? Collaboration. I don't call it the verse. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll say East and West artists, featuring East and West artists. But you know, yeah. um, you know, we'll 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 get into it because, Kev, like I said, Kevin's from Vallejo, California. So, just real quick, describe Vallejo because there's a ton of people who have never left the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, most definitely. I mean, so Vallejo's in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. So it's about about 25 minutes from Oakland. You know, 15 minutes from Richmond. Um, and about 45 to an hour from San Francisco. So, you know, the V is uh, it's an interesting place. It's not a big city, um, but, you know, it definitely it, it goes down in the V, you know. So that's what y'all call it, the V. Yeah, you call it the V. So I'm from the I'm from the country club Crest neighborhood, uh, but it's, it's no country club. And uh, it ain't you know, sweet. So, it ain't sweet out there. Nah, the, the V sick. <laughs> Super sick. I, I, I mean, I love my hometown, man. But you know, like I said, you know, it goes down. So, like, I'm from the Crest. So, you know, and when you're from my neighborhood, then they call you a Cuddy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or they call you a Cut though. Mm. Um, you know, and that stands for some of the demeanor, some of the people around the way. You know, and um, you know how things happen. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the times, you know, just speaking about musically and just like culture-wise, you know, a lot of times. You know, people, you know, whenever they hear you from Cali, they're like, oh, you from L.A.? And it's like, no, man, I'm not from L.A. Mm -hmm. And then they ask all these questions about gang culture. And it's yeah. like, you know, like in the Bay Area, we don't have gang culture. We have what we call, you know, turf hopping, at least when I was mm. growing up there. Right. So it's not about what color you wear. And it's about what neighborhood you're from. Mm. Right. And so, you know what I mean? Like I said, you know, like I'm from the crest. So you feel me? You can't really. You don't want to get caught slipping in Millersville or. Eat, you know, South Vallejo or something like that, you feel me, you might not make it home. Damn. You know, depending on how you're carrying that, right? Like, yeah. you could also, you know, be from a neighborhood and not be on that, and you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you could still find yourself in some type of situations at times, and then, you know, you have your, your, you know, some cats from Richmond, you know, or some cats from Oakland, you know what I mean, might come through, and, you know, it might be a situation. So, you know, that's kind of like the the culture um, in terms of that. So that's crazy. Everybody, please understand that it's, you know, it ain't no gang banging in the Bay. You yeah. know what I mean? It's more like, you know, where you're from, but at the same time, you know, there has been this, you know, this unity and this unification around, you know, with the music and, you know, about the culture, you know what I mean? That has been beautiful to witness yeah. too. But again, yeah. you know, the thing about California that I think is different from a lot of other places are from about the Bay area. I'm going to say not about California, about the Bay is, you never know who's who. Yeah. 
right? Like you get the nicest cat within a clique of cats who look like they do. You know what I'm saying? Like they the most preppy the dudes. Ones. Yeah. Nah, who look oh. like they would look like they would it? Yeah. Be the cat who you like. You can see ten dudes, but you may not know which one of them is the sickest. Mm. Right. So it's like the bay is like one of the places, man, where you respect everybody, man, and never underestimate nobody, bro. Yeah. You, man, you you would be very surprised. Yeah. Um, and I think you know you. you you learn that early and the music for me is something that really helped me to understand how to navigate life. Right. Like I'm from the crest. So like, you know, we got legends, right? Like Vallejo, you know, you got E40 who's from the South side of Vallejo. Then you got Mac Dre who's from my neighborhood in Vallejo. Um, and so like Mac Dre is from Leonard street. I'm from Kemper street. Right. Then you got Jay Diggs, you know, from Simonton, you know what I mean? You got Doobie who right there on Mark Ave. You feel me? You got Mac Maul. So you got all of these cats who really, you know what I mean, had rap careers, but was literally, I could walk to the corner store and see them right there, right? So a lot of times, you know, when you see cats and, you know, when I see people in the music industry and I see people doing things, I'm like, um, you know, like I don't, what I know is, is that if I see a cat rapping, at least the way that I grew up and I understood music, you feel me? You don't say nothing that you really ain't going to do and you don't. You know what I mean? You don't do Follow nothing. Follow through, yeah. Try to, yeah, yeah. You, you, if you, that's part of the reason why I never wanted to be a, a gangster, man. Because mm -hmm. it was like, yo, bro, you gotta, you gotta live that twenty four seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the music that you listen to is that, and not until you get older do you really recognize what it is that you listening to. But you know, I learned a lot of life lessons, man. And you know, speaking of Mac Dre, man, it's he's got songs, man, that I live by the words of him, man. Um, shoot, one of his songs is called "Life's a Bitch." I swear to God, bro, this song, it's like two or three passages in this joint that I just, I live by. Like, I know I'm like off the top of my, my head. Like, he's like, um, you know, love those who love you, but don't let love fuck up your vision. How much love did your love once have when you were broke at the time of prison? your toes, don't fuck with hoes before you read them. Watch your back for them rats that set niggas up to keep their freedom. It takes 365 days for the earth to spend one time. But only takes one minute for that guilty verdict when that snitch drops that nine. A damn shame. I thought redheads get nothing but cheddar. But I got partners doing all day with 35 next to that letter. Well, I'm in trouble unless I bubble, so I struggle to keep my peace. Staying money motivated with thoughts of Mike Robinson and DJ Seats. Right? That's a bar. So when, that's just, bruh. <laughs> Mac Dre, like, I'm telling you, and... and what that what that means to me is is that you know what I mean. Love those who love you, but at the same time, don't get so blindsided to to not see that you know somebody may be related to you. It might be somebody that you love and stuff like that. But if they don't mean well for you, bro, you got to cut those relationships and those ties. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he's got mm -hmm. another one, same song. Anything's possible. Nothing's for show. You got to take advantage of all opportunities and, and get your money. You know, you you feel me? So it's like you know, like be bold, be brave. You mm -hmm. know, and, and jump out there and. Um, and, and and go after what it is that you want. So when I'm growing up, I'm young, you know what I mean? But I'm listening to these songs and I'm listening to these lyrics. And so, you know, I know that I'm not trying to be out there, you know, doing, you know, certain aspects of the music and things that they dropping, but I'm taking in the game that I feel is applicable to me and where it is that I'm trying to go. Um, and so it... it you know, I, I learned a lot from the Bay Area music. And I mean, and then you got E-40, you know what I mean? He's just an originator. He's original. So all yeah. the cast that I know, too, is original. And then the other thing about the Bay about the Bay that people don't, you know, I feel like people don't really know. Like, the Bay Area is the ones who started with the independent, uh, oh, being independent. In oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll slow down just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. You, you touched on... Uh, a lot of things I just want to recap real quick the, you know I can now that you put it like that as far as the differences in the area uh, and somebody just saying uh, you saying you're from California the first thing they say is oh LA or you gang banging uh, you know the closest thing I can relate to that is the same thing with Jersey almost because when I say I'm from Jersey it's the first thing you're going to think about North <laughs> right? that's the first thing everybody think about that's real Yeah, and, 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 and what's so crazy is just thinking about the comparison what's going on in North gang banging right bloods and crips uh, mm -hmm. but but not to the level uh i would say or not to what we would think that they do on the west coast you know uh, just because for one it's set up totally different like i'm not i know in cali 
houses are a little bit more, I want to say just a little bit more spaced out. These people was living in the same buildings. <laughs> That's one thing they don't really That's show crazy. and talk about. Because remember, the, the East Coast is full of projects, you know. So you will, it literally will be different buildings that people will be in with their enemies. And that caused a whole bunch of different problems. Um, but like you said, the music is one thing that taught the kids and taught the youth. I know, um, just like you said, um, the songs were pretty much the way that we learned. And, and just different bars that they put in the songs gave us insight and gave us the street knowledge to stay out of trouble and that's what a lot of people that's what's missing a lot of times today because i call music nowadays enabling right they'll tell you to do something bad they'll tell you to do the drugs they'll tell you to do all this when before you know and i'm just using east coast artists as example you know wu-tang would tell you you know what I'm saying? To, to look out for your family. So, uh, very similar to what Mac Dre, with, with that bar you spit, what Mac Dre was talking about. Um, and then, you know, kind of fat, going fast forward a little bit now with the music, you hear more uh, guys like Jay-Z doing the 444 trying to really preach, you know, uh, another level, which is that financial financial tip. Um, but that's, that's dope for Mac Dre. Now, a lot of people, I'm sure from the East Coast, don't even have a clue what you mean when you say Mac Dre, right? I, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, and and just know. give him just give him a brief bio of Mac Dre. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I mean, Mac Dre is one of the one of the best artists to come out the bay. You know what I mean? And for me, you know, like he's, I would say, you know, there's certain artists that are influential on me, right? Like Tupac Shakur definitely helped me understand Black Pride, right? And, and to understand, you know, why it's important to be, to stand, you know, holy, holy and proud in your in your blackness. You know, and mm-hmm. I had an uncle who's giving me some game, too. But, okay. you know, when it comes to Dre, like Dre is, you know, from the neighborhood, like Dre had a had a promising rap career. And then he got caught up in some stuff. You know what I'm saying? One of his partners, he was a part of the Rumper Room gang. Uh, he was part of the Rumper Room gang with, with, you know, some of the cats from around the way. And they ended up getting into some trouble. Um, and so he basically, he got sentenced to five years for conspiracy to commit bank robbery. Damn. But he, he didn't have to. He could have snitched and got out. Yeah. You feel me? But he didn't. So he, he ate that five on the strength of, you know what I mean? On the strength of... Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I knew he had gotten some trouble. I didn't know he did the five, though. Bro, he did the five, stood tall, and then came out. You know what I mean? And then he came back with a whole new thing. But Dre has a really unique way of rapping and mm-hmm. storytelling and stuff like that like he could really yeah. spit and then he had like a style so the whole bay was on what dre was on yeah at one point you know what i'm saying before he got killed mm-hmm. um but again he just used to drop all this game and, and him being from my neighborhood like i remember that's big that's weeks, big yeah like like eight months ago like you know 12 months ago you know what i'm saying one of my partners was like yo if you could get and this before a dude got locked up so this is probably like two or three years up but they was like yo you know what if you can make money like like six nine or be as famous as six nine, would you do that? And I was like, hell nah. I was nah. like, yo, where I'm from, you feel me? Like you mm-hmm. gotta really, if you with that, yeah. you feel me? You gotta you gotta follow that all the way. Yeah, through. this ain't like, a game. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's not a game, bro. And I know I ain't on that. Mm-hmm. Like I know what that's about, but I'm not on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so you gotta respect it. And so I think one of the advantages that we had, you know, through our music was, is like I said, I could actually go around the corner and see these cats yeah. who was really thugging, really rapping, you know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, you know what I mean? It being that real and you being that real, you know what I'm saying? Led to, you know, the Mac getting killed. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And uh, you kind of hit on it. The, oh, go ahead. Nah, the stuff that these cats be, you know what I mean? That they was doing. I mean, that, that they talk about, you know, I know it's real. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that, you know, like that, that makes it, you know, that, that helps to shape the way that I operate in the world. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It's integrity. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's realism, you know, and it's authentic, you know? Um, and then that, I think that 6 9 was a good comparison because, you know, me making music too, when you record a song, you have, you have a couple thoughts before you press send or upload or whatever. And, even though an artist might not be aware of it or not, they think, is this song the best representation of me at this moment? You get what I'm saying? Like, is this how I want the world to hear me? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, 
a lot of artists will will say no this is not you know if they like you said if they have integrity you know what i'm saying if they real if they authentic but then there are some that like yo the clickbait or the you know what i'm saying the controversy that this is going to cause is exactly what i'm looking for and that's the that's the bullshit you know what i'm saying that's the bullshit well, i mean i just believe in standing in your lane bro you know what for I'm real saying? for like, real you know like we was freshmen in college together like you know what i'm saying like i'm you know you go back and forth, especially at 18, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was I was with this shit, but I wasn't trying to be in shit. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, like, if somebody brought it to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You take care of it, but you're not yeah. out there trying to look for it. And I yeah. think that that's the thing, you know what I mean, that, that makes a lot of the difference a lot of the times. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, any person, you know, should protect themselves, but at yeah. the same time, you know, bro, just stay in your lane. Stay like, your lane. That's, not my, that's not my lane. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's okay. You know, if, if mm-hmm. you don't drink, bro, that's not your lane. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't you know, do anything else, you know, like, I just, you know, be okay with just being the cool person. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, just being authentic to yourself, right? And I think that that is kind of what gets lost in music. But luckily, you know, I was raised in the Bay around a bunch of, like, real people. Mm-hmm. So that just wasn't anything that, that Foster threw. And then, you know, there's also, you know, you got Tony, Tony, Tone, you know what I mean? And... You know, you have all of these. Like, I, I was raised on a lot of R and B, and that, so, that was that was my next question. I was gonna say, like, if you had to go back, like your mental Rolodex, flip all the way mm-hmm. back, all the way back, mm-hmm. what was probably the first like musical influence and in that you could remember that you knew you was listening to music and that you was like, wow, I like this vibe. I mean, you know, my uncle, you know, listening. to to Zap and Roger, you know, you're, you're hearing Jodeci. Okay, you're hearing Jodeci on the radio. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like I, I'm, I'm more into R and B than mm-hmm. I am into. Mm-hmm. And into you know rap. that's something that I've found out about a lot of people, but. It, it, it makes sense because you know what I'm saying for 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 a gentleman of a of our age, you get what I'm saying. Rap was there, but it wasn't as popular. You know what I'm saying as at an early age. It took me. I really wasn't until. I was almost in, I want to say in high school, that I really, really got into rap. Like, I'm talking about buying my own tapes and CDs and stuff. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It was a while before I even, I like rap. I messed with it, but it, I wasn't listening to it because it just wasn't where it was now. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't as dominant. But, I mean, you know, like you got Jodeci, bro. You got Boys to Men. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it, too, right? Yep, like yep. One of my foster moms, you know what I mean? They was a little bit, she was a little bit older. So, you feel me? You can get by, you know, listening to that on the radio. You know what I mean? But, I, you know, keep your head up, you know, Tupac and stuff like that. You feel me? That stuff would come on, too. But rap wasn't, like you said, as big. So, you know, I'm listening to this. And then I moved to a different foster home with my foster dad, man. He was playing, you know, the stylistics, man. And, and uh, you know, confunction, man. And, yeah, all confunction. Sliding the family stone. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I even now, like today, I'd rather listen to that kind of music mm-hmm. than listen to anything that's talking about, you know, I'm gonna I'm kill you and you know, shoot you, you know, take some lean, and, drink some lean, right, man, and you know, do Yo. all this other stuff. It's just like, bro, like, you know, energy is music too, yeah. And yeah. I think I hadn't really understood that until I was in until like freshman year of college of how much energy, you know what I mean, it is when you're taking this type of um. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're taking this type of stuff in. Yeah. So in that as well, you know, you also have, um, like, our my high school got built the year that I was a freshman, dog. The, the number one song that we used to play as a school at every single rally was the Rough Riders anthem, bro. Uh, so, okay, well, ho- hold on that because that's going to get into what we talk about later. It comes to DMX because I wanted okay. to ask about DMX you know what I'm saying? How the West Coast view DMX. We'll, we'll get into that. But um, okay. I wanted to but, comment on... Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, because I, I got to say this, too. Because, you know, there was a lot. Like, I'm, I can't sit up here and act like the East didn't influence us. Like, when Harlem Shaking came out... Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cats was Harlem Shaking. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, Harlem Shaking hard, uh, yeah. Right? And then, like, you had some cats who were... Um, like, my cousin, I remember he had got, like, the big like New York hat when he was, uh, you know, trying to be like Jay-Z and they was wearing Tim's and it was like, yo, bro, like we don't wear Tim's around here. Like it was I can already imagine that looking out of place. <laughs> yo, he was looking crazy. My man got on a, yo, Blue Yankee. a baggy jeans. Yeah, baggy jeans and some Tim's, right? Yep, with the tongues bro, down. In the Bay. What you doing? What you doing? Like, like, bro, like, we was like, bro, 
you a clown. Like that's slapping wild. his hat off or something like that. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, bro, what are you doing? Yo, that's but wild. Cousin, but in reality, they were, it was, I remember it was my cousin Ben and my, and my partner Gerard, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. But he, they were paying attention to what was going on on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's really what, what that was about. Yeah. Because I remember... I didn't really realize, and I mean, you know, like Cass was listening, you know, because New York owned the radio waves. The yeah. East owned the radio waves, yeah. right? So you listening to, to, to Puffy. We listening to Biggie, you know what I'm saying? One more chance. We listening to all of that. And it's just vibes. For us, it's not an East Coast, West Coast thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, you know, this is, you know, yeah, what's being vibe, played. Yeah. And it's dope, right? And so, you know, but I ain't gonna hold you. There was one point where I seen, I think Puffy had just did the Godzilla song and he was on a cover of some magazine. Yeah, that was Bug, yeah. And I was like, yo, this dude is the man. Yeah, Puffy took it to a whole other level, man. He took it to outer space. Especially around that time, the Godzilla, the Victory. Those were, like, huge, oh, huge what? videos. I mean, million-dollar budget stuff, jumping off yachts, boats, everything, blowing stuff up. Like, yeah, he was, he he yo. he made the rap action star in a two-minute video. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Bro, you got, you got the Nas joint with Lauryn Hill. Man. You got, um... You got the Black Rock, whoa. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. got, you know, you got what Drew Hill was doing. You got mm-hmm. Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got Jay, like, when I, like, every, you know what I mean? Like, we, we had our own culture and our own music was local, but, you know, we, there was also what was getting played on the airwaves, man. So, like, I always knew about East Coast music, you know what I mean? But I would also have to say, too, you know what I mean? I also lived in my own little world as well, you know what I mean, in my mind. And that was probably more circumstantial because of what I had going on in life. Yeah. But the music is definitely what, like, kept me grounded, bro. So when I hear certain songs, you know what I mean, whether it be from the East, whether it be from the West, you know what I mean, it it brings back different memories and, and ways of being, you know what I mean, when I used to literally listen to these songs. Like, I remember yeah. listening to, you know, Joe to see on the radio, um, you know, and uh, boys to men songs and things like that. So, you know, like music has definitely always been a, a huge part of my life. And I like my oldies, man, because that's when you can really, you know, dance with a young lady. You know what I mean? It brings some of that old school flavor out. I think that's one thing that the West does well is that we mix the oldies in with the with the new. Like, I feel like on the East. Yeah, you know I agree. Like, I agree. Y'all only play it at the end of the party, whereas on the West, you come. That's a fact. That, you know, you gonna get that mix in where it's kind of like, oh dang, he just put some R and B in there, so you feel me? You can swag it out a little bit like that, and then you know, bring it back to you know, uh, I guess more hip hop mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No, that's definitely true. That is definitely a good call out. East Coast is famous for that. But that's when you know it's about to be over, and you gotta hurry up and get a number because you know they, mm-hmm. you only got maybe two or three more songs left. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, but you know, going back to some of the early influences, I, I definitely like uh, what you said about that. About you know, what I'm saying the Zap band, and you know that those that oh, yeah, music, the band? yeah, Absolutely. that that really set it off. You know, um, my mom uh, went to high school in Germany, and okay. she said a lot of the artists would come over there because it was the military bases, and she always talks about the stylistic she talks about the delphonic she talks about those mm-hmm. guys and really brought that back and so some of my earliest memories were re- my records you know t- typical you know mom's cleaning the house playing records you know what i'm saying that was a lot of growing up uh, in my house uh, and i and i came to know a lot of those groups and bands um and then from there it really turned into it was a lot of alternative music too like like I mean, I was saying how there really wasn't a lot of rap. Like, some of the first songs I heard was stuff on the radio, but there really wasn't a hip-hop urban station. So it was really just, um, let's, I want to say, like, Z100. And, and it went from there to New York and getting Hot 97 to getting, you know, um, they had WBLS at the time and playing more rap. But in, in that was when I started hearing Jay-Z and everybody. And actually, Jay-Z... You know, was one of the first groups I liked, but but it came second to Wu Tang, man. I mean, when Wu Tang dropped in '93, so '93 was probably the first time I remember like hearing a song, and it when it was Wu Tang, and then from Wu Tang, it went. It was the first record I purchased was was Jizza. So that was, and that's heavy New York stuff. I mean, you talk about Tim's, man. Listen, whole closet was full of Tim's. <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. And it's so crazy when. 
I remember coming from the West and like out there, you know, when we only wear, I'm talking about when we was freshmen, I remember us only wearing like, well, at least in my, in my area in the Bay, we wear Air Jordans, mm -hmm. Air Maxes, blue jeans mm -hmm. and white t-shirt. Yeah. That's it. That was it, huh? And then we come and we see y'all, y'all got the jeans with the, Man. With the basketball stitch uh, patches on it. It was so Pele, much stuff. Pele, Pele, Pele. Pele. And, 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 yeah, 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 and y'all got y'all boots on, and I'm like, bro, why they got these boots on? The boots is hella big. <laughs> yeah, so, you know it was. I mean? But it, it was respectful, but it was just a different way. But you know it what I mean? Was. I think, I think one of the other things that I really appreciate about the East, man, it, it you can see the difference in the East and the West in so many different mm -hmm, ways, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's in our language, it's in our mm -hmm. dress, it's in our style of basketball, right? Like I remember hooping with cats from the East, and this is, I'm talking, I'm saying East because it was like you know the the, my introduction to y'all, right? I see a cat cross somebody up crazy, blow the layup, but all they was talking about was, was the cross. Was the cross yep, up? And yep. I'm like, yo, bro, my coach would kick me out the game <laughs> for that, right? Yeah, man. They're like, oh, but I crossed them, and yep, then you yep. know, you have cats who could, who can't shoot, can't you shoot, know what yeah. I mean? But they yeah. got the illest crossover, and they to the basket. All about the handles. So, Right. And so in the West, we had to learn how to play. Like, we had to play offense and defense. And you had to be able to shoot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, you know, and I'm not saying that West Coast basketball players is better than East and all of that stuff. I'm not getting into that. That's what you're saying, hoopers. though. That's what you're saying, though. No, 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 no. <laughs> no it's, not even, it's not even that deep. Because y'all got hoopers, bro. Y'all born and bred. Like, I remember my first day in Harlem when I moved to Harlem, bro. I went to play at... Um, the record? No, no, no. I went to play at, at on, I want to call it... It might be Marcus Garvey Park in Harlem, okay. 124th in, in Madison. I, I feel like it was an OG out there who was smoking a cigarette. My man was like probably like 40. His braids was great. My guy had on probably like some boots and some jeans. His Uncle Drew in disguise, yo. He was killing, bro. He was nice, yeah. And it was just like, like I, in that moment, bro, I understood that y'all like are yeah. born with basketball. You know yeah, yeah. I was going to say the like, reason why a lot of cats can't shoot and score is because they never went to a court. They just dribbled everywhere they went. You know, like yeah. the some of the best players that I know growing up, they dads yeah. made them take the ball everywhere. And it wasn't a, even a regular size ball. It was a smaller ball so they could work on the handle. Mm -hmm. And that was it. That was all they did all day, every day, is just handle, 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 handle the rock. Um, yeah. And then when they got to the court, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, they had to transition to the gameplay of a team and then they had to learn how to shoot all over again. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, no, nah, don't get me wrong, bro. Like, Kyrie got the illest handle, I feel like. I agree. Yeah, yeah, he, I he's agree. He's sick with it, right? But, you know, like, I re I respect a New York Cooper. You know what I mean? And I think that that was one of the beautiful things, too, of going to Clark, right, is that you had cats coming in from the Midwest. You had cats coming in, you know what I mean, from the West, from the East. You had cats coming in internationally. So you got to see how their style of play, you know, was kind of like fresh off the – off the you know the blacktop and then you get to see cats evolve and become even better players man so nah, mm -hmm. i'm not i don't you know i i keep it solid you know what i mean like cats from the, from new york could ball i mean from the east could ball just period i mean yeah. this ball is everywhere yeah. you know what i mean and it's just all love but i think that you know the the music you know it kind of overlaps a bit too you know i oh you know another thing that i never knew anything about and even still to this day i'm just kind of like oh why are they playing this um when when it gets to the reggae set we didn't grow up we didn't grow up listening to that music oh wow 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 well so let me ask you I, that well, let me pause you right there real quick so like do y'all have a, a huge like jamaican caribbean population on west coast or not really so here's the thing and i'm gonna say this and some of your listeners might have some pushback for me this is my theory Right. I believe that. I believe that there is a big population. However, I think that New York is more of a port kind of like. Oh, hub. yes. Yes. They come there first. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you venture all the way out west, I mm -hmm. felt like, you know, I had some homies who I later on knew and I could have just been naive when I was growing up. Right. Like I'm black American from the hood. So. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on with your culture as much as I'm paying attention to what I got going on, especially, you know, being in foster care and not knowing if I'm moving, you know what I mean, every single day. Um, but I think that I don't, I don't feel like cats were, you know, was like, oh, you know what, um, Jamaican like that. Mm -hmm. and it was more normalized know. over there and they were more integrated, whereas right. on the East Coast, 
Listen, man, you're right. You're 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 hitting something right there because on the East Coast, like it was almost like you had to wear your ethnicity on your sleeve. You know what I'm right. saying? Where you were, like it, that was the second conversation, a second question that somebody would ask you. You know what I'm saying? What are you? You know, and and and, and that made a difference on where you sat, where you stand, and who you could hang with for a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was crazy, and then even New York, you know. The you know, you know, I, mean, I use these terms lightly, but some of the things, the projects in the ghettos were made up of a certain people, like you said, like all the same type of people. So it'd be all Jamaicans, all yeah. Haitians over here, all West Indian, Trinidadians lived in these community communities, and like that's what came out of it. You know, the music and the sounds in these parties. They was it really started, you know, in the parks with these parties, and then it went from the parks to the clubs, from the clubs to the television. Yeah, so let me say this too. I can't speak for the whole bay, and I can only speak for my experience. And in my experience, being in the crest, I wasn't. Exp- but also, I wasn't a kid that was going to hella parties. Like mm-hmm. I said, I had a lot going on, so I didn't experience, you know, the 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 reggae, the soca, and all of that stuff. So when I got to Clark, I was like, "Yo, what is this?" Yeah, I can see that. And as so well. I had to learn about it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar. Now, you know what I mean? I, you know, this girl that I had a crush on, you know, like my whole life, she was like Panamanian, half Panamanian, half black. Right. So, you know, she her family was into, you know, into, you know, the music, music and stuff like that, like that. But I never went to their house. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't you know, I didn't know what kind of music they were into until we were older. So, you know, I think, you know, some of it was just a lack of exposure. And I think that a lot of times, you know. You you miss out on exposure to different things if it's not necessarily right there in front of you. And I grew up in a primarily black American, um, you know what I mean? Neighborhood and environment. So that was, you know, our culture is what, you know what I mean? I was aware of. Now the Jamaican and reggae parties was real. I mean, you know, it used to be a flow too. Like even at the high school parties, like it would be, you know, the rap, the pop, the pop culture, the rap, the top 40, then it was the reggae in the middle of the set. And then, you know what I'm saying, they hit you with the top 40 again, and they hit you with the old school on the way out. That used to be the whole setup. And um, it, it, and then separately, in the really, in the I'll just say in the real hood areas was the real reggae parties. and But that was really only where you dared to go if you had a pass. Like, you couldn't just go to, you know what I'm saying, the, the reggae party at, at the Y, you know what I'm saying, unless, you know, you had your squad with you. So... It, it really became, it was really a thing of uh, where a lot of the, the, the best looking girls went. And it was also where the, they danced the freakiest, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that's where, it, I mean, it was it was definitely a, a place that you wanted to be, but not everybody could go. So it became this exclusive thing. And I think it just grew from that to, to, to the being very popular. So, so here's the thing about that is that same scenario that you described. For us, it was just a matter of, but it was just black music. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So you had the exclusive parties. Like we had something. There was a, a boys and girls club in my in my city called the Continentals of Omega Boys and Girls Club. Right. Everybody who's anybody, if you if they from Flail and they around our age and they say that they didn't go to the club, you might want to question whether or not they really from Vallejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so they used to have these parties called the Nennels. Hmm. And so, like, a lot of different artists actually, you know, kind of um, broke they, uh, you know, broke through or had, you know, their first concerts and stuff like that at the Nenos, you know, for the neighborhoods, you know, locally and stuff like that. Now, the thing about the club was the club was in North Vallejo, right? And it's in College Park, you know what I'm saying? And if you're from the crest, you feel me? There was a time where you couldn't be in College Park, you know what I mean? But, you know, if you're cool, you know, you can make certain situations happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to be at the club, you know, and... Um, you know that that was a that was a thing that was a staple, right? Mm-hmm. So you know that that was that exclusive party, and then you had like different house parties and stuff like that. But I'm I'm sure there were a lot of other things going on that I wasn't privy to. You know, partially because you know, like, like I said, I had a lot going on with the foster care thing. Partially because I was from the crest, probably too. You know what I mean? And you know, so I'm pretty sure there's a lot of exposure going on in the V. But I just you know I didn't necessarily have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So you you hit on a couple of things. You mentioned college, uh, and for those listening, you know we uh, we went to college in Atlanta, uh, Clark Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Clark Atlanta. And um, yeah. when we hit, 
you know, we hit at probably the same time that um, the crunk music, yeah, crunk music was coming in, mm-hmm. and Tr was 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 still doing crunk music, and then midway through he crossed over to the trap music, and and, and I wanted to hear your take on just like how, like you said, there were so many things that was your first introduction when you got mm-hmm. to Atlanta. And you mm-hmm. heard the crunk music. Like, what was your first thought of impression of of it? Well, uh, my question to you is: Did Ti ever do crunk music? I, I don't know. I knew he was doing like Dope Boys in a Trap. I, I thought he only did trap music. Well, see, Ti heard him on nothing crunk. Ti had. I mean, Ti always had the lyrics. You get what I'm saying? But his first album, you know, Ti, I'm serious with Beanie Man. Yeah. He did the joint with okay. Beanie Man, and it was a bounce. Okay. It was more of a bounce, gotcha, and gotcha. and I and, and so I put that I put that first music. That first album in that crunk group, because he was with Lil John and those everybody. And then he didn't invent trap music until he came out with the album Trap Music. Mm-hmm. That's so that's what I'm saying. Like everything pre trap music was bundled up with the rest of the ATL guys. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the here's the thing. When I first heard CI, you know, I'm big Mac Dre fan from, from the neighborhood or whatever. I remember being at the student center and they was playing some, some Atlanta stuff. I was like, man, turn that stuff off, man. <laughs> I, went, I went back to my dorm and grabbed my Mac Dre CDs, man, and brought it up in there and, and played it in the student center. Like, man, y'all need to be listening to this. But hold on, hold and on, then, Kev. I got to call you out on this real quick. You miss it one point. You didn't just play. I know you showed out because you you had the dreads. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and, and, and see if y'all know Cali, they had this bounce. I don't know what you got to tell me. Is that a certain dance that y'all do? Because y'all the music hyphy comes music. on the hyphy, and y'all got this bounce. And I remember that blew my mind. Like I, I would be like, yo, how do they move to the beat like that? Like it was a whole bounce that East Coast doesn't have. East Coast just has some chill. Like even though the songs might be up tempo. We still like well, it's only like a nod your head at the most. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And and we didn't yeah. dance until reggae came on. So reggae was the yeah. stuff that made us dance. Everything else was just a nod your head. Oh, so here's the thing about that. So in the in the bay, like me growing up in the bay, it, yo, you couldn't not dance because if you had a party, right? And so we had this thing where like if you dance, let's say you dance with a girl, and she. If, she, if y'all both dancing together, right, and y'all both on the same vibe and y'all moving and stuff like that, but if she, like, speed up and she, like, do a move and you can't keep up, then that means she shook you. Mm. And you don't never want to get shook. You said, boy, you just got served. <laughs> nah, they'd be like, bro, you just, bro she just shook you. I mean, shook like, you. she probably, like, what y'all call it? Y'all call it, she, she, you know what I'm saying? She giving you a dub or whatever, but you got to keep up. You got to dance with her while she gives you the dub, right? And so, it, but if she switch it up and do some other type of moves and you get shook, you feel me? Everybody gonna clown you. So you had to learn how to dance. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's all yeah. about the ladies, man. The ladies will put pressure on us like you won't believe, man. But that's what I'm telling you too, though. That's why I'm like, you know what I mean? Like you, you feel me? If if you're gonna be dancing with a girl, you know what I'm saying? We I don't you know, I don't know how much black rob we fit to be dancing with a chick on. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right, Whereas right. you gotta throw some of that some of that R&B, yeah. you gotta throw something smooth in the mix mm-hmm. where you feel me, you could kinda like, you know what I'm saying, holler. You're but right. you gotta remember too. You know, a big part of Bay Area culture. I don't even want to talk about that. But uh, you know what I mean. It, it's uh, it, it just goes more in alignment. You know what I mean. I got Bay you. Area culture. Um, I got you. And you know, when it comes to you know freshman year, I didn't have dreads. I had a, I had a fade mm-hmm. uh, freshman year. But you know what I mean. The hyphy music and you know going dumb. You know what I'm saying and going hyphy. That came like more sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, and I, and I just want to say, man, y'all almost won, like. The, the 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 music at that time like you know how music shift and so mm-hmm. like you said new york had his run and then you know what i'm saying st louis had his run and then um atlanta was starting to get his run but then y'all in cali like especially the bay area it was three songs i remember it was the uh, e40 song um I, i'm guessing it was the hyphy tell me when to go tell me when to go and then it was um it was um too short with uh Whistle. Whistle, yeah, and Monkey, and if they had oh, yeah. one more, if they had one more, y'all would have had, y'all would have took it over for at least a year or two. Y'all well, was close. I mean, yeah. So the thing was, and I think that Atlanta led with that man is that you know they did the unity thing, mm-hmm. you know, and they unified like that. You know what I mean? Like people don't know you feel me? Like E Forty was beefing with Mac Dre, right? Like Mac Dre, the one, you know what I'm saying? Who really you know came up? Well, I ain't gonna say he came up with like Hyphy came from Kick the Snake. Yeah. Right. And Keek was on uh, that song. 
Yeah. 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 So, but, you know, it's one of them things, man, where the Bay wasn't really, it wasn't as unified as it could have been in order to make a, a play like Atlanta did. And then when, when Dre got killed, you feel me, that kind of sucked the, in my opinion, sucked the air out of the situation, out mm-hmm. of the scene, right? Like, yeah. Dre, was, Dre was on fire, you know, he was doing this, uh, was it Trill TV? You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that, you know what I mean? But, you know, it was a lot going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, during that year. Yeah, uh, it was. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, the, but the Bay Area, again, you know, when you talk about the Bay, you know, a lot of people don't understand, like, take somebody like E-40. E-40 been independent since the 80s, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So E-40 been making $7, at least $7 mm-hmm. on an album when, when Cats was selling a million, making 25 cents. Mm-hmm. You're right, like, you're right. Like, people don't realize, you feel me, Mac, Master P came to the Bay. He did. And got, and got his game, you know what I'm saying, from the Bay on his independent situation. He did, right? he did. P, P the king of the independent. Yeah. Right? And so, like, people don't understand, you know what I mean? Like, again... And even Jay-Z like, had to... Had to put that in there too you know jay-z first his first deal that he was going to get was on the west coast and his, the a&r was ben baller i don't know if you know what ben baller is he he did a lot of work with with dr dre and he, i forget the label name but jay-z wanted a benz s500 and a house for when they was in la and the label said no and then he went home and dropped reasonable doubt that's crazy that's crazy so everybody like you said everybody had to go to west coast really to, to get a vibe or just even talk about music, getting a deal. Mm, that's interesting, bro. You just taught me something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was I mean, big. You, you, you also, you know, like you also, you know, there's other Bay Area legends like Richie Rich, you know, Spice One, Selly Cell, right? So you got all of these other cats, man, like Drew Down, you know what I mean? Because, you know, a big part of the culture in the Bay Area is macking. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our music, you know, we'll talk about that as well. Um, so, you know, there, there's so many different aspects of life, you know what I mean, that I just learned, you know, from the music and, and just ways of being, even lingo, right? Like, we, we talk with specific terms, and we might say say stuff. Like, the Bay Area is the only place where you could say blood and cuz in the same sentence. Yeah. And it mean, you know... Don't mean what blood, we think it is. No, nah, it, it ain't got nothing to do with gangs. And you could say blood multiple times in the same sentence, and it mean different things. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So... Or you could say cuz hella times in, in the same sentence and it just mean thing. So, you know, part of that is mutual. I mean, is music and a lot of it is, uh, you know, it's just real. It's being real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I only, I only know, you know what I mean, how to just be authentic, man. I'm not fit to sit up here, you know what I mean, and, and not be solid. You feel me? You got to be solid on all tens. And I think, you know, again, you know, going back to 40, like 40, what, what Forty say you say it's something to be a veteran and relevant mm. at the same time, right? Like, yeah. So you get, getting all of these slick, you know what I mean, words and, and, and sayings and stuff like that. Man, you growing up, you hearing that in the music. So you know what I mean. When you get older, you feel me? Of course you're gonna talk. You know you're gonna yeah. talk that talk because mm-hmm. you live it. You live it. Yep. Okay. Okay. No, nah, man. I mean that that was great, Kev. Thank you for 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 one sharing that with us. And, and being so descriptive in your details and, and really taking us on a journey for what it was at the time uh, in Vallejo uh, and on the West Coast. But it's time, man. It's time. Let's get into it. So the, the topic of the day is the mm-hmm. verse battle, DMX and Snoop Dogg. If you guys missed it, uh, it was definitely one to remember. Uh, you know, they lined it up. I think it was a. I think it was an interesting matchup. Uh, I, I necessarily wouldn't have put the two together, uh, but I can see... Um, that the, it was two giants. It was definitely a, 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 a battle of the titans with hits, songs, and, and uh, impressions, right? Snoop, from the gate, I feel like Snoop has an impression that is beyond just music. It's global, international, and Snoop is a top tier in pretty much everything that he does when it comes to music, when it comes to shows, hosting, or just being on TV, he's the guy you want to go to. And Snoop definitely showed out. But at the same time, the dude DMX catalog just means too much to too many people. Mm-hmm. It does. And um, so the first question about the DMX and Snoop Dogg, before we mm-hmm. talk about who you think won, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to touch on um, 
What does Snoop Dogg mean to the West Coast? Hold on. I got to say something even before we get to that question, bro. And this is because this is what one of my partners said, and I thought that it was the most interesting and insightful thing ever. You know, earlier we was talking about East versus West, right? Yeah. My boy said, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to tell you the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. I said, all right, go. He said, who's the most well-known rapper throughout the world? Who would you say, Ev? The most well-known rapper in the world? Mm-hmm. I mean, at this moment, I, I mean, I, I just want to say Jay. I'll just say Jay. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I would say that Snoop Dogg is probably... Uh, is the most well-known, well-known, okay. What's most well-known I say rapper. it's head-to-head with them, too. All right, but just hear me out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think I would say that Snoop, because Snoop, you know, Snoop did the, the damn... Uh, what is it? The... What is it? not Siri when you're in the car? What's oh yeah, car? he did the uh, Snoop navigation. GPS. Yeah, yeah, he right. did the Tom Tom. You know I mean? Right, he had the cars. He had all of these things. Like, so my boy said, if Snoop Dogg is the most well known rapper, but Jay Z the richest, that's the difference between mm-hmm. the yeah. East and the West. It's the grind. It's and the I grind, just, yeah. I've said that really bad just now, mm-hmm. but he said it so much smoother. The homies Vince said it, and um, I was just like, dang. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference between that East Coast and that West Coast grind. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Snoop the most well-known, but Jay the most paid, mm-hmm. most well-paid, right? So that, that mindset is different. But what does Snoop mean to the West? I mean, we've been listening to dude since, you know what I mean? We was kids. <laughs> he the one, essentially, who kept it alive. Yeah. Right? And and he kept it, he didn't kept it solid this whole, this whole time in he terms did. of, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't never heard dude, you know what I'm saying, getting ran up on, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. getting, getting like nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. Just like you I said, don't with know E40, him he he always kicked game. You know what I'm saying? Like you said with E40, he yeah. he always give the knowledge. But Snoop also evolved because mm-hmm. you know, like his music transcended. He did gospel albums, reggae albums, yeah, yeah, rap albums. I mean, he didn't gave you so much R and B album, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't gave you so much, but people, you know what I mean? Like also, you know, do literally. I mean, he's transcended generations. That's why when it came to the DMX thing, I was like, yo, I was one of the first to say it. I was like, look, nobody, I was like, DMX can, nobody, I don't think there's a rapper whose catalog could go up against Snoop Dogg, like song for song. But I think that he was just being nice. It was. Okay. It, 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 the verse has become a little bit political. Like we all win, or you know, what I'm saying, I'm, I, I, I got you. We gonna make each other look great. You know, what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, they get increased sales. They get all these impressions, and they become somewhat mm-hmm. relevant again. Even though they relevant to us and people our age, there's a yeah. whole newer generation that they become more relevant to. I posted a picture on my Instagram, and it was mm-hmm. a, a little had to be six or seven year old white kid singing DMX. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is something twenty years after DMX first song. There's no way he could he could pick that up unless, you know what I'm saying, he heard it during the verse battles, he heard it playing on somewhere. But um I, I definitely think that's a point that you said, you know, there was a um VH one used to do a lot of specials on artists and behind the music and they had a special called When Snoop Dogg Ruled the World. And there was at one point where I'm guessing doggy style where he was, oh, like you said, at the height. He was the most well-known person on the planet. He was mm-hmm. the most famous rapper in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world. But see, what? this this is my thing with Snoop, though. Mm-hmm. After the first one or two albums, his catalog get too, it, it get a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? His catalog get a little, it's not, it doesn't get shallow. It just gets, he, he starts making more relaxed music. Whereas I want to yeah, say yeah, yeah. DMX kept it at 99 the whole way but here's the thing so you got to look at the difference between the two people and their experiences right and so here's the thing like don't get it twisted every day i could rap i could rap that whole is is dark and hell and mm-hmm. hell is hot, hell is hot. Like, yeah, yeah from yeah. front to to the end like i'm a dmx fan <laughs> don't do not get me do not get it twisted the thing about that is Snoop Dogg faced a murder charge that he yeah. wasn't about to come home from. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. He, he had, he hey, let me change. ask you real quick: Did his, did his, because it was him, his bodyguard. Did his bodyguard go down for that, or no? To my not, to my knowledge, but I, 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 we would have to fact check it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah. I can't. 
confirm or deny. Yeah, that but um, that was big. I mean, that was that was what sparked the you know murder was the case song, and you know he honestly he was the first dude saying he was innocent on the record. I mean, I I won't say that guy's name, but there was other guys saying that, but Snoop was the first one that was did that. Even on that special, they said that that worked. That it was like yo when he did that and he performed it at the MTV Music Awards that year. They was like they looked at him in a whole nother light, and that's really what kept him at this level that he's at now because of that performance. Mm. It was big. It was big. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, Snoop, Snoop. Uh, so, so let me ask you the opposite. What did DMX mean to the West Coast? See, I can't. I don't know what it meant to the West, but I know, like, like I said, you know, my high school, every prep rally that we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, see, and see, that's what I'm talking about because that right there, they're gonna play that at not only high school, they're gonna play it at college, NBA, basketball, football, NFL. Every that's almost every team's either when it's time to rally, when it's time to get hype, or when it's time to turn yeah, up. So energy. And he, then he you got got it. How's it going down? You Man. know. I didn't, I didn't know what a 5411 was, bro. <laughs> I swear to God. Yo, I ain't even gonna hold you. I found out what that was probably two or three years ago. <laughs> I never knew what that meant. Yeah, 54. man. What is that? Like, you know, but I, I was I was rapping it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was into it, deep, deep into it. I mean, if it, just iconic. They're both iconic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to me, the definitive factor is any sport i'll just talk about boxing watch a lot of boxing a lot of people okay. get so hyped the first two rounds and i'm like yo just wait mm-hmm. he, they got t- uh eight more they got nine more rounds to go yeah. you know what i'm saying like don't even get too hyped because he caught a jab in the first two you know what i'm saying yeah. you wait until the the definitive round is if it the seventh round because that's either going to be six to six or it's going to be seven and five you know what i'm saying and so d- to me dmx catalog just held out longer on the verse snoop came out heavy with the first i'll say mm-hmm. i'll even go as far as the first eight that that mm-hmm. snoop caught you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. you it, it, you gotta have 11 and dmx just threw out 11 on them hold on so you think dmx beat snoop without a doubt okay without so, a doubt so this is my question the later rounds you. though not up front snoop, snoop won the early I, rounds I, I understand what you're saying it's all good. Do you think that if if Snoop Dogg, like, you got to realize, too, Snoop didn't play, like, sexual seduction. He didn't. He, he didn't. Like, do you honestly think that DMX, because there was a couple of songs where I was like, I was like, yo, why is DMX playing this? There's a couple of <laughs> songs where I was like, yo, why is Snoop playing this? Right? And that, to me, was when I was like, he's just trying to play nice. Because yeah. I feel like after about five songs... Snoop Dogg could run the scoreboard up on dude. Yeah, I, I do. I, I agree. I think that there was terms because I, this is what I also said, too. There was interest in it from Swiss. You get what I'm saying? Almost 90% of DMX catalog is Swiss. You know, so yeah. he, he and, and DMX wasn't picking his songs. Swiss was. And but so, here's the thing about that. DMX, like, you know, you. Out of a solid like five or six after that, if you're not from the East, you're not really going to know what the situation is, right? Yep, you're right. And, 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 you know, like Snoop got global hits where it's like, bro, like there's no comparison because Snoop go, bro, Snoop go back to 93. Like even, even features, like Snoop got the Welcome to Atlanta joint. He got the, I mean, I wanted them to play what I really thought would have been dope is if they played um, the Rough Riders anthem World War Three with Snoop. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tubbos, yeah, you know like, yeah. Right, like I'm, like I'm a DMX fan, bro, and you know the verses was kind of like blah because I saw that Snoop Dogg was being charitable. Yeah, he was chilling, but and then he killed them on the freestyle too. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, yeah. And I think that you know some of that boils down to what their life decisions have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That was that was a big point of mine too. That first of all, Snoop is first of all snoop looks great period you know what i'm saying the guy has weighed i'll even go as far as say 125 pounds for the last 25 years <laughs> and he's six four yeah yeah yeah. i know he don't weigh that much but 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 yeah. uh but he came out that but his performance especially when he did the, the the back and forth with tupac like come on bro the dude did a live performance on the verses going bar for bar with tupac <laughs> on the live Bruh. 
That was and crazy. You out here trying to, and you out here trying to say DMX. Come on, bro. Like, but 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 let me, let me give you a East Coast rebuttal. That's still that's too. You know what I'm saying? It's too West Coast for the East Coast, man. There's a lot the of Tupac fans thing, on East bro. Coast though. Here, here's the thing. See, for me, again, like I grew up. You know what I mean? I, I like X. Like you know what I mean? Like I was listening to like Ja Rule. Like I was feeling Ja Rule. Like Fifty Cent had. You know what I'm saying? Had bangers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say something that's gonna be blasphemous, and you go. I'm gonna say this in a second. I'm not gonna say it right now, but I can go in this without bias, and I feel like that's the thing. Like somebody, like you, you, you going hard for the East instead of just, you know, what I'm saying. I feel like you got that bias going instead of just calling it for what it is. Well, I'm, you know I'm, 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 I'm acknowledging that there's a bias, but you know, yeah, DMX just meant DMX meant t- just means too much because, and this is why, right? <laughs> the the pain. That he presents in his lyrics is something that we all dealt with. You get what I'm saying? And, and but, but hear me though, bro. I, I deal with that too. And, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like when when dude, that's why I like him because he's passionate and he and super he, passionate. You know, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't. Man, get, like, listen. You know what I mean? Like when he played, bro. I'm slipping. To to me, that was like that was that, that first one. I was that, that round. He won that one, but just slipping. Period. Slipping was always going to win no matter what he put it against. Slipping came. So you think slipping is better than murder was the case? I mean, I would if I had to choose to, between the two, I definitely would choose slipping. But see, you got to get so for me uh, again, a, a part of being solid is I mean, you acknowledging that you got the bias, but you still got to call it what it is. I mean, and I listen to I listen to slipping a thousand times. You get what Same. I'm saying? That's what I'm going by on repeat. Same. On repeat. No, bro, you're not feeling how much of a DMX <laughs> fan. Like, I, I don't know if you comprehend, like, you know what I mean, what I'm saying right now. Like, I really, really, like, I knew the whole album. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when he started, when them songs came on, bro, and he was, like, gasping for air, like, I was still spitting yeah, the lyrics, yeah, yeah. bro. Performance-wise, and that's what, I, that's what I was going to say, you know, that's why I went to the whole thing about the Snoop Dogg and Tupac. Performance clean. Snoop cleaned them on the performance. You know what I'm saying? But... I mean, DMX, DMX catalog just got too a little bit too deep for for Snoop, and whether or not Snoop decided to ease off the gas, you know what I'm saying? That that's his that was his choice. But DMX was hitting hard in them deep rounds, man. He was hitting hard. I mean, there was there was a lot of songs that he did that was iconic. I mean, get at me, dog. Yo, listen. Come on, I just want to paint the picture right now. I want I want to paint the picture of when get at me, dog. Listen. Yo, get at, get at me, me dog. dog. Every car in every street on the East Coast was playing Get At Me Dog for like a month straight. There was nothing else on the radio but Get At Me Dog to the point I where Cass was barking when they was talking to you. It was a crazy how much that was going. Get At Me, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people yeah. still say Get At Me Dog when they talk to people when they leaving. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy just how much. Now I will say it did it didn't it the energy that was in that record at that time didn't necessarily translate to the verse, but we all know how much that song meant to everybody. See, but to me, like get, get at me dog is not a great song. Like what's my name? And then that, that one song Well what's yo, my name? Yeah, what's my like, name? Yeah. Come through, run through. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But see, see, this is where the sonics come do. through. Like these guys these giants have surpassed any type of lyrical ability because the sonics that they project on these records is almost hypnotic. And it's DMX tone, right, that makes him the legendary. It's also Snoop tone that make him legendary, you know? Yeah, but, but we still talk about different caliber of music. You're talking about one cat who do something one way. You well, I saying? mean, which, Snoop which, came which through with, with the one, two, three, into the four. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. When, you, when you're talking about this other artist, like, this, this is why, you know, like, again, like, DMX is definitely a favorite. Like, I know his music. I know his lyrics. But for me, you can't compare the two of them because, dude, like, it's a hard thing to got compare. so many different, got so many different styles. That's why I'm saying, like, you feel me? Like, that was just him being nice because he could have smoked. Like I said, like, X got five joints where I'd be like, yo. You know what I'm saying? It's tough, but Snoop got something to combat all of those. He got, I would say for every joint that, that X would put out that, that you'd be like, oh, he won this round. Snoop got two songs to go at least against that. Like, I was looking at this thing about rappers who put out projects since they've been 40 years old. And Snoop put out some ridiculous amount of mm-hmm. projects he since he was 40 years old, bro. He did, he like, did. You know what I mean? Like, you, 
you can't compare catalogs to these guys, but you know, there's a couple people who I don't think that you could do a versus battle against. I don't think you could versus battle Jigga. I don't think you could versus battle Snoop. Like a, a real versus battle. I don't think you could versus battle um you know, and this is an unpopular opinion, and I know we was DMing us about this. Bro, but you can't nobody could versus battle R. Kelly. Nobody. Like he's Dude, been he's he's three four decades in. He he is and he is he write, he writes for he's other talented people. he's talented and you know you know bro, I won't bro, I can't you can't even say that you can't take that away from him you know what I'm saying given his right. current situation we know that it's, it's fucked up but the guy's still super talented and he has mega hits and you're right yeah. that I, if I somebody that. go against him they're gonna have a long day. No, they're not gonna have a long day, bro. It's just it's, there's no no competition. <laughs> no nothing. Huh? There's nothing like you can't do. Like buddy, put on twelve play. What you supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I like, mean, like what you really gonna yeah, do? Yeah, what you really gonna do? I mean, uh, if you put on twelve play too, what you gonna do? Yeah, if you put on chocolate factory. Yeah, what you yeah, yeah. Do? You're right. You can play the kitchen, every song anything. On uh, did you ever you think? Uh, I wish. I mean, it's ridiculous. Bro, it's ridiculous. Then we're not even talking about the stuff that he wrote for other people. Mm-hmm. If you put on trapped in a closet, mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. You can't like I, people was like, "Oh, you know what? I think Michael Jackson could beat him and this, that, and other." And I'm an MJ. Fan, it would be bro. good, man. It would, that would be the best matchup. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, on, Mike, Mike went. Mike had people going crazy too. No, no, no. He's not a Michael Jackson caliber star. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I'm just saying that he's probably, and I would, I would probably bet, Buddy might be the most talented R&B singer of all time. Mm-hmm. But. There's another person who I don't think anybody should try to versus battle either, and that's Chris Brown. Well, you know, they was trying to get the Usher. I don't think, but see, Chris Brown features. Usher mm-hmm. got, got a crazy solid catalog, yeah. but I feel like Chris Brown features mm-hmm. alone, and I think he ended up saying that, you know what I mean? Because I said the R. Kelly thing way before Boosie said it on Vlad. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I was like, yo, bro, like, nobody could see this dude, but Chris Brown. You gotta think, buddy been busting out hits since he like yeah. since he was like sixteen, dude, yeah. like thirty. Now Usher yeah. had a run too. Yeah. But Chris Brown consistently gets that fan choice award. He does. I mean, dude, yeah, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But Usher, Usher Cole, you know what I mean? But I don't I don't think he could Yeah, here's a here's a little fact about me, man. I'm not the biggest Usher fan. I like him. I like him, you know what I'm saying? But I honestly, if I had to say who I'm more of a fan, I'm more of a Chris Brown fan. And I don't even and you know, I'm I'm not even really an R&B fan, you know what I'm saying? Because I be trying to stay, you know what I'm saying, close to the hip hop, but I bang with Chris Brown for real. Like I do. And I like Usher, but to me it's the same thing like Usher's too iffy sometimes with the music. Like sometimes he'll be in his own zone. Now by all means be creative and do what you want, but I'm not messing with that stuff. You know? So yeah. I, I definitely rock with rock with um, rock with uh, Chris Brown, Chris Breeze. But you know, I want to see, and and, and I, I'm not saying that these two are on the same level, but I just want to see Chris Brown and Trey Song because I always felt like they was going back and forth. <laughs> nah, they was they both from Virginia, but I don't I don't <laughs> think that's a. Uh, I don't I don't I don't feel like Trey Songs like I like Trey Songs a lot. I don't know. Again, I don't think anybody could could nah. call the candle to do. Like yeah. honestly, in my opinion, if. If Chris Brown didn't get into trouble, I think he'd probably be the Oh, he was. Star. He was. I mean, you know, they were saying that um, Steve Stout was talking about how he was working with him and, you know, saying they got the company Translation Inc. And they was doing, like, the music branding with the big companies. And they made – Chris Brown redid the Wrigley's Gum commercial. Like, he said yeah, – he said, y'all don't understand – he said – he was just explaining it for, for them. He was like, y'all don't understand how iconic that was for him to do that. Like, that was a forever song. He made a forever song. It was gonna be played forever, just the, mm-hmm. the 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 double mint gum, but and unfortunately, mm-hmm. like you said, all that stuff happened and they pulled it, and but that was like, really gonna take them out of this world. Like think about dude, dude, he I don't to my knowledge, mind you, I don't again I've been listening to seventies music, but he's never I don't know a bad song that he's made. Yeah, yeah, he, he like, definitely get got in there. Buddy be he be working, you know what I'm saying? Like he be working. Like cats, from what I see, you know what I mean. I watch different interviews. I think T Pain on his verses, he was like, "Yo, whatever he do, he gonna give you two hundred percent, hundred percent." He's like, mm-hmm. "Yo, he he works so hard." And that's the thing too is that you don't you don't really get to see interviews with him, you know what I mean, and and stuff like that. So you know, to me, he's one of these artistic cats. You know what I mean? I'm not going into what people's personal lives are, 
You know what I mean? He's one of these artistic cats who was really honed in on his craft. And I think that that's what you get to see when you see a lot of these people, man, operating in their genes, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like Snoop, DMX, you know what I mean? All of these people, you know, Timbaland, Swizz and stuff like that, man. These cats were committed to their craft and are committed to their craft. And that's what makes them so dynamic and be able to stand the test of time, in my opinion. Well, Kev, I think that's a great way to end it. Well said, my brother. You know what I'm saying? That that pretty much did it. Uh, but listen, man, I want to thank you um, times a million for being an awesome guest and being a, a, a being on my show, the Awesome Nobody podcast. It means a lot, man. Uh, so listen, let everybody know uh, where they can find you at all your all your uh, podcasts and and let us know a little bit what you got coming up. Okay, most definitely. Well, you know, you guys can find me uh, Instagram, Twitter at Kevin Y Brown. Um, and yeah, I'm available there. I run a company called Podcast Laundry. Uh, so if you're looking to have your shows produced, uh, show notes, uh, social media graphics, all of those things, please give us a call, um, or send us an email support at podcastlaundry.com or go to podcastlaundry.com. You can find us on Instagram as well. We just launched some pretty big shows lately. Um, man. You know, I love talking about music. I love dissecting, man, and, and understanding other people's genius, whether it's acting, you know what I mean, everyday life and, and, you know, music. You know, I really step away and I look at people's craft and, you know, how they're able to essentially evolve, man. Because some of the other stuff that we didn't talk about, too, man, is, you know, like T.I.'s evolution, Lil Wayne's mm-hmm. evolution, right? Their work ethic. Like, how could Drake stay on top for 12 summers? The dude mm-hmm. literally has to, he has to work 90% of the time, right? So these are all of the things that I'm thinking about. I always listen to 50 Cent interviews because he's always talking about, you know, statistics and marketing and things like that. You feel me? So I think there's other aspects of the conversation, you know what I mean, that really matter when you start talking about music and when you start talking about doing this, right? Because if you're talking doing independent, man, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, it's so many different ways that you could flip yeah, it. Man. But, um, it's deep. And I, I think it's it. the conversation that people need to have. They need to get deeper into the music because it's more than just, you know what I'm saying, hearing it coming out your speaker, man. So you hit it right on the nose, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm available, man, at KevinWhiteBrown.com. Love to have any conversations, you know what I mean, that any of your listeners would like to have. And awesome. Ed, man, always a pleasure, bro. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I hope I get to come on again, man. Right, we're gonna do it. We're <laughs> gonna do a part two. We're gonna deep dive into the, some of the other topics you was talking about, man. But once again, man, thanks for being an awesome guest. I right, go by the name of Awesome Nobody at Awesome underscore Nobody, and this is the Awesome Nobody podcast. Have an awesome day, y'all. Peace. <laughs>